bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nugget burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. So the sun is beating down again. Thunderstorms are forecast, but I can't see any. It's the Talkie United podcast again, the Devon Live Herald Express Yellow Army Talkie United podcast with Guy and Dave and with Lewis Blackmore. Welcome, Lewis. Hello, Good welcome. to have you along. Lewis is with us on work experience this week and he's a Talkie United fan, so, so he's, he's every bit part of this podcast. To, to sit and uh, join in. Indeed. And uh, the, the season is approaching very rapidly. The fixtures are out. It's 30 days until the first fixture, which we now know we'll be talking against Tranmere yeah. at Claymore. You've even got it down to hours and minutes. I you? have. I've got a little yeah. countdown clock, which yeah. I found on the internet, customised to make yeah. it yellow and blue. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm getting very worried about you at this stage. <laughs> I know. If you like this now, what are you going to be like in January or February? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's very exciting. There's a lot to talk about this week because everything happened all at once, didn't it? Let's talk about the new kit Yeah, first, why not? Because that was launched this week. This is, this is always a hugely emotive issue the kit isn't it, it I, is. I don't think the people who run professional football clubs have any idea of how uh, important and uh, the kit is mm. to supporters and what a huge uh, issue it is with them and I suppose it's it's perfectly understandable it is the visible it is. Uh, manifestation of their club uh, uh, out on the pitch doing what it's supposed to be doing but and, so uh, and for it, once yeah it's gone well hasn't it it's gone down quite well I think last season everybody quite liked the black and white stripes the away strip Um, I think there were a number of people who felt that both the yellow and the blue of the first team strip were a bit wishy-washy I'll be honest Mm. I wasn't a fan of that kit Lewis what do you think no I wasn't either actually I mean the the second gear was brilliant you know sort of very Juventus sort of thing but yeah yeah. but this season I, 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 I didn't see the see it for a long time and then I, I got wind of the fact that the away strip was basically all white uh, yeah. and started hearing some vibes from inside the, and I sort of think oh is that, is, is that a good idea um, you know you think back to previous regimes who have had sort of white and blue did, did Dave Webb play in a sort of white with blue he played all blue at one all stage blue, didn't he and then I thought yeah. I might be mistaken there but anyway then the all white Wembley kit was the big favourite with the fans yes wasn't it? Uh, uh, and anyway, the, the 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 new away strip, all white, has got sort of grey shoulders on it, and yeah. I must say that the, the the design of it it looks really smart, and, and I think uh, most people who've seen it now like the look of the away Definitely, kit. Yeah. But the home kit is is much more. It's, it's a dark. It's not such a wishy washy yellow. It's a gold. It's like the it's old gold. gold of the 1960s. Quite, kit, isn't and it? one or two people I've seen on social media have likened it to Oxford's gold. Yeah. but I'm not all that bothered about that. Yeah. Um, but the blue is a dark blue. Yeah, when the, when um, the club first released the new badge, oh, which we'll goodness. come on to in a minute, yeah. because of the way things transmit across emails yeah. and social media and what have you, it looked purple, it looked if black. not black, it yeah. And it's not, is no, it? No, it isn't. When yeah. you see it on the shirt, on, on the kit, it's definitely blue. And quite a dark, sharp, clean yeah. blue. And, and do you remember the kit that United won promotion in, in my... Bateson's first season, the Wembley beating Blackpool in the final, and, and yeah. United played with a, a kit that everybody liked at the time: yellow and white, sort of striped shirts, and those darker blue shorts. Yeah, uh, and everybody thought that looked smart. The, there was enough yellow in the stripes, the dark blue. It was a very clean, yeah. smart-looking kit, and th- this blue is along the lines of that blue. Yeah, and I think it looks good. The players. 
uh, ProDirect, who, who have sort of brokered the kit sponsorship deal with um, uh, uh, Nike. Uh, United have got new actual shirt sponsors as well, a Plymouth company called yes. CSUK. Welcome them on board as well. Yeah, um, uh, and uh, you can tell from the, uh, the, the the photographs that Nike and Pro Direct put together that uh, they're used to doing this sort of thing, aren't they? Well, they, they, Very were, they were unusual, shall we say. Yeah. And you usually get the, the kit launch is a bunch of players photographed after training, yeah. standing around the training ground, right. looking as if they'd rather be somewhere else. Yeah. This photo shoot is completely different, isn't it? They're it's, down the beach. They're, you know, they're, John Paul Pittman striding along the harbour side. Yeah. It's great. Uh, it's um, really um, off the wall, but yeah, it works really well. It does. It yeah. does. And and I think, I, I, I think the supporters are, you know, up for this. I think so. Uh, uh, that, that they want to believe, and quite rightly too, that things are improving, and that the club is moving in a much yeah. more constructive and progressive direction. Well, we said, uh, we said and, in the paper this week, we described the new kit as simple, business-like and unfussy. And if the players can replicate that on the pitch, we'll all be happy. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, no, so I think that's, so, you know, ticks at the moment yeah. with that. Um, it, it'll be worn for the first time or the home kit. So we understand at next yeah. Wednesday's um, game against Bristol City at Plainmore. Um uh, so and that'll be people's first chance to have a proper look at yeah. a look at it. I, I'm told that United won't wear it at Stoke Gabriel this Saturday. Numbers uh, aren't going to be peeling off this year, are they? Let's hope not. <laughs> Wasn't that embarrassing last season? It was yeah. a bit. Um, yeah. But no, it, uh, and the quality of the kit is good. Apparently, yeah. uh, the players like the training gear. You know, all good on 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 that front. And if there isn't uh, stock in the club shop already, I'm sure it will be there. Yes, absolutely. This is all soon. part of the this yeah. is a, you know, let's face it, this is hugely important stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, and um uh, you know, I think United will look like a you know, smart, Property. professionally run football team this season. Going to buy one, Lewis? I'm not sure. Thinking about it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Thinking about it. Maybe. Yeah. There you go. We just drop a few It's all money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all money, you know. <laughs> So let's talk about the badge. I mean, I was thinking about Talkie United badges going back over the years. When I first started watching Talkie, it was the simple, it was the, the seagull, the yeah. simple two, two chevrons wings, or whatever yeah, they were exactly. called. Yeah. And they've been through a few badges over the years. I mean, yes, we shouldn't yes. get hung up on the fact that that was the no, no, badge. No, the Again, I quite like the new while. one. The new one, is it's, yeah. it's a circular badge yes. with the chevrons in the middle. Yeah. With the, the, the colours halved, yeah, with and the, the, the 1899 date, yes, is in there as well. Quite the, the name of the club. I, I, I agree. I think it looks. Yeah. I think it looks smart. Um, uh, as I say, when we first saw it, it looked worryingly black, the blue. Mm. But uh, and I think that might still need a bit of work um, yeah. uh, for, for club publicity purposes. But when you actually see it out of that context and yeah. on the kit, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, it isn't black. It is. It is definitely navy blue dark blue um and but i agree with you i think the badge looks quite yeah you know uh, um smart it's not complicated they haven't tried to cram too much into it um it's a good i think it's quite a good compromise yeah. between simplicity and do we know stating who, what it needs to state do we know who's designed it no i don't it's uh, well no. chapeau to them whoever it was yeah. it's, um, it's a good job well done yeah liked it and the big news yesterday, of course, was that the fixtures came out. The fixtures are out. Uh, exactly this time yesterday, we were scurrying <laughs> around reading the fixtures. Yeah. So let's unpick, certainly the first month or so, David. What have we got coming up? I, 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 the first month is, is, is a, a real mixture of what I think is a tough, tough start. Mm. 
Um, Tranmere Rovers at home. Well, that's Saturday, August the fifth. We begin don't quite, we? home to Tranmere. Um, Runners up last year, lost yeah. in the playoff final. Um, uh, Kevin Nicholson was often said last season he felt Tranmere had the best squad in the yeah. division, uh, and I think by that he meant the deepest squad. Um, <clears throat> Lincoln deservedly won it in the end, and mm. they had the best. 13, 14, 15 probably but Tranmere could pull people in from 17 and 18 yeah. numbers um, they missed out in the end, how many times has that happened to the team finishing runners up they pour up, they chased yeah. Lincoln all season fell just short in the end and then losing the playoffs we've all seen that happen before um, but they remain they will be one of the favourites yes, to go yeah, up this year be, yeah. um, and th- them at home on the first day followed by all the shot away on, on the Tuesday, Tuesday night, uh, and they'll, of, they'll be there or thereabouts. You'd have thought they? so. Again, have um, thought, yeah. uh, Gary Watt, the manager, there hasn't. He's probably been the least busy manager in the division this season, which is probably an indication that he thinks they aren't far away. And let's face it, they finished fifth last year, I think, yeah. uh, and and got into the playoffs, lost to Tranmere. And August um, the eighth, that pitch will be like a billiard table. Won't it, it will. It's it's pretty good at yeah. the best of times, isn't It'll it? With Chelsea's input, but. It's a bit of a shame it's not on a Saturday because we enjoy going up to all the yeah, shot on a Saturday, don't we? Yeah. Um, uh, but that's on the Tuesday night, followed by. Um, uh, good luck with get, this one. Get, get, the husky, get the Huskies <laughs> and the Sledges out. Uh, well, not quite in August, but up to Gateshead. Yeah. Longest away trip of the season. Saturday, August. Or two. At least it gets it out of the way. Yes. <laughs> and the poor um, old Gateshead fans, they've got to come down here on uh, December the 23rd. Quite. They were Just not happy Christmas. about that on social yeah, media that, yesterday. Yeah. yeah, they were not best pleased about that but you well, can't please all the people all the time no, we'll no. make them feel welcome yeah absolutely I think from from the fixture makers point of view you you let's face it we're disappointed that we're going to order shot on a Tuesday night because we like going on a Saturday and taking four or five hundred people up there but if you think about it to ask clubs like Gateshead Barrow mm. to, to make huge journeys on midweek nights is is yeah. just as problematic, really, isn't it? And and so they they on the whole tend to be Saturday games, uh, and I can kind of understand yeah. that. I mean, if we had to go to Barrow on a Tuesday night, you'd be thinking, what? You would, wouldn't you? So if, all, if the all of our Tuesday night games are home counties games, pretty much aren't on they? the whole, well, they're, they're or at least south of at least south of England, you're going to spend you know. a lot of time on the A three O three. Well, exactly. You know, you've got you know your Ebbs fleets on a yeah. Tuesday night and 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 stuff like that. So um, yeah, you, I, I think that's the way it falls. Uh, Sutton, I yeah. think, is a Tuesday night as well. Certainly, the home game is. Quick but mention then, for our for our colleague David up in Exeter, by the way, who is a mad keen Ebbs fleet. Fan he is, yeah, and was greatly looking forward to the fixtures coming out to find out when he was going to see Ebbs fleet playing at Playmore. Yeah, he's got a long wait, hasn't he? Last it's day, the of last the day of the season, <laughs> Saturday, April the twentieth. Yeah. Torquay versus Ebbs fleet. Yes. But um, yeah, David will be looking forward to that one. Um, so anyway, after Tranmere, Aldershot, Gateshead away. Yeah, uh, Aldershot away as well, by the way. United have then got three games, which you look, you go, hmm. Should be some points there. Famous last words, of course. Yeah. Uh, Borehamwood at home, yeah. Geisley away, and Solihull Moors at home. Um, now, uh, so if United can get three or four points yeah. out of the first three games, yeah. Tranmere, Aldershot away, Gateshead yeah. away, uh, I, I'd probably take that at the moment. I know I'm, it sounds like a 
depressed old so and so, but but you know, yeah. Then you're looking at Boreham Wood, Geisley, Solihull. Now, don't go, don't get me wrong, Boreham Wood and Geisley both did the double, double over United yes. last season, but um, you you would be looking to yeah. to get points off that. So that's the start. That's the first six games, and then you're into the yeah. you know the weekly grind. Um, Christmas, of course, if you Christmas. haven't realised, well, home to Gateshead on the twenty third. I, I think we all knew that that there was a, you know, that there are no local derbies anymore. No. Eastleigh is. Uh, our local we all knew derby, it was either it? going to be Eastleigh, Aldershot, or Maidenhead at mm. Christmas because they're the three closest teams to us. Uh, although somebody did throw in the possibility that Solihull Moors might actually be the easiest one of the lot to get it's, to yeah, because you sit on the M five yeah. and, and Bob's your uncle. But uh, it turned into Eastleigh. Yeah. And United have got to go up to Eastleigh. <coughs> nice little 260-mile round trip. On Boxing Day. <coughs> on, on Boxing Day. Then go back to Boreham Wood four days later, which isn't the easiest place to get to around the M25. And then Eastleigh at home on New on Year's, Year's Day. Day. Uh, United have been lucky in the last few seasons. They've been at home on Boxing Day quite regularly, so maybe we were due an away yeah. game. <coughs> it's just that we haven't got any... Bristol Rovers, Cheltenham, no, or Forest Greens to yeah, go to, and, uh, to, to have down here. So, so that's the Christmas and the New Year, and then the, the run in. Let's look at those last three or four games <laughs> yeah, away at Dover. Um, funnily enough, Dover away, very close to yeah. the end of the season, which of course they were this last year. A huge win for United there. Uh, I don't fancy Hartlepool away on the penultimate Saturday of the season, no. to be honest with you. But still, because I mean go. they'll still um, they'll still be going pretty <clears throat> well by then. You would you would, expect, you would assume you? so. Yeah. I. I, I We'll, it's a funny thing this league I remember Paul Buckle the, the, the manager who let's face it did so well here for four years two of them in the conference and two of them in the football league when he came to, to play more um, uh, he'd, had, he'd had a couple of years at Exeter under Paul Tisdale with them in the conference yeah. and he had a very clear idea of what works in this division and what doesn't work and we sat having a cup of coffee and I, I can remember I'd I'd known him since he was 19 or 20 years old when he first came down as a player from Brentford. Yeah. Um, and uh, he said to me, he said, Dave, this is a fight league. Yeah. And I went, oh, yeah, because obviously we'd, United had never been down before in, in what was then the conference. He said, you'd have to be bigger, stronger, tougher and quicker than everybody else. And those are the players you have to sign. Yeah. Power, yeah. strength, aggression, physique. So what did he do? Tim Sills, Chris Hargreaves, Chris Todd, Chris Zabrowski, Kevin Nicholson, yeah, uh, um, uh, plus several others. We oh Lee Phillips up yeah. front, and that team was not a football team. It was a team of scrappers. As well, it was a, it, it yeah. was a team yeah. of strong, committed, powerful people playing to a pattern. When you lose the ball, it's in their half of the pitch rather than your own. Yeah, um, and. I used to liken them to the thundering herd. You know, the other teams they knew what was coming, and it was just a question of how long they could yeah. hang on to our yeah. coattails. Now, it wasn't great football a lot of the time, but for me, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, when you win, it looks pretty good, it and when you lose, good. it seldom does. Uh, and he was right. Paul yeah. Buckle was right. Uh, and then gradually, in the second year, uh, we should have gone up the first year, obviously. Mucked it yeah, up against Exeter in yeah. the semi-final. Chased all the shot all year for the title. Just missed out. Lost it. Went out the second year. Made two absolutely crucial signings. Wayne Carlisle on the right wing yeah. from Exeter City. And Nicky Rowe in midfield. Gave us a bit more football. Mm. 
Uh, and uh, as soon as we got up into the league, Paul Buckle started changing the team yeah. because he had a very strong view that some of the conference players were good enough for the conference but not the league. Uh, and you have to hold your hand up. Two years later, we were in the yeah. playoffs, the final again. It was a good period. For lost, us, wasn't lost, it? lost, lost at Stevenage, Old Trafford. Indeed. I know. But basically, what, what is getting back to? You were talking about Hartlepool. Yeah. Uh, York City came down last year, or the year before, from the Football League, uh, and made a real balls up of yeah. life in the conference. Mm. And Hart, teams that come down, and Hartlepool and Leighton Orient are the two candidates this mm. year. They have to get their head around the fact that they are not a football league club no, anymore. It's a, it's a different game, they, isn't it? They yeah. are the same yeah. as Bromley, Solihull Moors, Geisley or whatever. And if they're not careful, mm. you go to those places on a Tuesday night or even a Saturday afternoon and you turn up in your nice coach, having stayed at a nice hotel overnight and, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And after half an hour, they're kicking lumps out of you and it's like yeah, it's very hard work yeah. indeed. Yeah. And you have to have a team that mentally and physically can cope with that. Uh, now, Hartlepool have taken the, the, the manager who's had a huge success at the New Saints in Wales over the last few years, yeah. Harrison, he's called. Now, if he's got his thinking cap on and he can get it into those Hartlepool players, yeah. and the same at Lake Orient, when they eventually get a manager, mm. they're signing lots of players, but yeah. they haven't actually appointed it. Martin Ling hasn't actually appointed a manager yet. They've, they've, they will be a fine if they get their heads around the fact that they are a conference club and you have to play conference yeah. football in the conference, for want of a better phrase. Uh, and it's very interesting, Hartlepool away, the point you were making was that, that they should by that stage be going quite well, and you may well be you right. Thought so. uh, you yeah. may well be right. But if they haven't got their brains in gear, mm. they could easily find yourself, as we know all too well, you know, back in trouble mm. by the way it would be nice to see Martin Ling back down here oh, right? that game fantastic. Is, home game is the end of November isn't it it is um, uh, uh, he's director of football at Leighton Orient now um, new regime there thank goodness after yeah. year, several years of absolute disaster area uh, and, and everybody except the two days we play them uh, yeah. wishes them well indeed he's, he's, they've been signing a lot of players uh, recently but still no manager and Martin Ling obviously has no intention of actually being yeah. the manager. He's director of football there. Um, and Lake Norwich, let's face it, they're in a great part of the world for picking players up uh, yeah, <coughs> at this level who wouldn't it, want yeah. to play for Lake Norwich. Uh, yeah. And they have the potential, obviously, to turn it round reasonably quickly. Yeah. But saying it's one thing and doing it's another, isn't it? And we can't leave this particular topic without mentioning, as you mentioned, just mentioning, Tim Sills was on Twitter this week announcing his retirement. His official his retirement. His official retirement. Yeah. He's, got, he's retired about as many times as Frank Sinatra, yes. hasn't he? Yeah. But he's, he was on, and um, uh, what a career, what a player. Well, we loved him, didn't yeah, we? He, he, he was, he, I, I, I'm sure we can all think of similar uh, examples of this, but he was right man, right yeah. time, right club. Right. Uh, and and uh, we loved him, didn't yeah, we? A nice he, fella he to was, boot. I, I remember. <laughs> um, we mustn't let this podcast go on as usual. I'm it, not. I'm not even going to mention no. the goal at Wembley. Well, no, we all. <laughs> we, 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 this isn't about that. After we won promotion back into the league, uh, I think we beat Chesterfield at home two 0 on the first day of the season. They lost at Dagenham the next match. I'm pretty sure five three, four down at one stage. Got it back to four three and lost five three, and. We played Crystal Palace away in the League Cup pretty quickly after mm. that. Uh, and uh, Paul Buckle went without Tim Sills in the team. He put him on the bench. 
and United were one down at Selhurst Park. Neil Warnock was the manager of Crystal Palace yeah. at the time, and uh, United were one down, just about hanging on. Uh, you know, we were still in the game, uh, and Paul Buckle sent Tim Sills on, and almost the first set piece after Sills had gone on, Nicholson hangs a diagonal free kick up into their box, up goes Sills, bang, equaliser, one all. <laughs> uh, Palace won 2 1 in the end. Um, uh, and I remember Neil Warnock coming up to me in the press conference after the game and said, Bloody hell, Dave, why, did, <laughs> why didn't Paul play Tim Sills from the start? He was the only one we were worried about. Yeah. Uh, all words to that effect. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I'm sure he didn't mean it. But um, uh, no, he was a. Yeah. He, 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 for, for two, two and a half years, he did for us, didn't he? Led the line, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. His, his well, officially enjoy your retired. official retirement. Yeah, yeah. Well, he came back yeah. to play more right at the end. Of, was it the North Ferriby game? I think yeah, it was I the final was. game of the season as the guest of honour and, and thoroughly enjoyed himself. And yeah. he, 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 re, he looked, I mean, let's face it, Aldershot was a club where he enjoyed probably most numerical success in terms of goals and appearances. But he absolutely loved playing for Torquay. Yeah. And he was so chuffed at the reception he got um, uh, at, the, at that last game of the season. Um, and uh, he was talking about retiring then. He said, I really yeah. must do this sooner or later. Right. He's a school teacher now, <laughs> yeah. very busy man. Yeah. Um, and uh, obviously, he was always a, a bright guy. I remember Chris Hargreaves in his diary yes. he used to refer to him tackling. <laughs> was it the Times crossword or the Guardian crossword? Guardian crossword on away yeah. trips. Yeah. Which, and yeah. Chris, Chris said, I don't know, we have, I haven't known many teammates <laughs> tackle that sort of thing during the course of, his, of my career. Good stuff. So we've we've had the first friendly. They played yep. one three goals to two. Just before we leave the fixtures, a Go very on. small thing. You and I talked about it briefly after the fixtures had, had been brought out. These playoffs. Oh yes. Um, now I think everybody liked the sound of the playoffs, expanding it from mm. four clubs to six. Yeah. But um, beware what you wish for. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know whether anybody there, else has had a good look at this. United finished the league season, as everybody else does, on April the 28th, Saturday. May the 2nd, that's the following Wednesday, yeah. is the two quarter-final playoffs. And these are all now one-leg matches. One-leg matches, 4th v 7th, 5th v 6th. That's on May the 2nd. On the Sunday, May the 6th, that's four days after that, the two semi-finals are played. Yeah. And then... Uh, May the 12th, which is six days after that, the final. This is like now, a baseball schedule. Well, <laughs> uh, there you go. The, the, the Red Sox against yeah. the, the White Sox. Uh, uh, it's a lot of games in a short period of time. Uh, now, uh, for me, I'd immediately be thinking the biggest squad you've got, the better. Yeah. In other words, squads will be hugely important at that time of year. But my, my and I'm sure a lot of people thought to immediately start going to the supporters. Uh, you know, this is going to be a very crammed and busy time of year for fans, and that gap between the semi-finals on May the sixth—it's only six days yeah. to sell for the two finalist clubs to sell tickets for the Wembley playoff final. And I don't think that's very long. It's not long, but um, but hey, we'll get around it if we get there. Well, we can no, no, get absolutely. Uh, you know, yeah. okay, w would we take it now? Yes, yes it's only yeah. me. We would. <laughs> um, but it's just worth thinking about. Yeah. That is going to be one busy postseason. It is. And by the way, it's a it's a hell of a good argument for getting out of the FA Trophy. Yeah, because <laughs> which follows on May the twentieth. So it's a long competition. I, 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 with all due respect to the build base build base FA Trophy. 
um, I think if you're going for promotion and you're involved in the playoffs, you could well do with yeah. being out of that competition. Exactly. That's true. Good point. Okay, yeah, we were talking friendlies. Talking yeah. one three two at Newton Spurs. Yes, one in quotes. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's a, 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 a. It was a, apart from Neil Osborne who, who started in goal, the young goalkeeper who's who's come back to the club from Southampton. Uh, it was all trialists. Yeah. Um, uh, well done to Newton Spurs on, on the pitch. Apart from anything else, they mm-hmm. gave a really good account for themselves. They were visibly up for it, which of course yeah. every right That's to what be. You want, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and off the pitch, well put on, well staged. Um, Decent the, crowd. There, there were well, various estimates yeah. of five, six hundred people yeah. there. So great revenue for, are, for for Newton Spurs. There are National League teams who play in front of that every uh, Saturday. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, all that. Yeah, quite right. right. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, it was a good evening. Yeah. Um, the question you're going to ask: uh, Oh, United had to come from behind to win. By the way, yeah. uh, uh, all their three goals in the end were scored by trialist strikers. Like well, James Gray, who United fans will have seen before, probably playing for Accrington, Wrexham. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, been playing. I think he played last season in Northern Ireland for Glenavon. You started his career at Middlesbrough. Yeah. Uh, always been kind of like possibly the next big thing and has yeah. never quite sort of got there uh, Vinnie McKendy big tall lanky centre forward um, we played against him two or three times to my recollection when he was at Macclesfield yeah. uh, and a lad called Mike Fondop who nobody had heard of before but uh, they should have done because he did pretty well at Oxford City last season uh, in the goals, National League yeah. South scored a few yeah. goals for them so those were the three lads who scored um, uh, there were one or two others. Uh, uh, Montel Gibson, who was at Notts County last yeah. season, came on in the second half, and some others. Uh, the question you're going to ask is, you know, <clears throat> did we learn anything? Uh, yes, and and, and is is Kevin Nicholson about to snap up any yeah. of them? Um, I'm not sure we learnt an awful lot, to be perfectly mm. honest with you. Uh, uh, it, it was those games are so difficult, particularly for the trialists. Yeah. You're desperate to show what you can do individually, and it was noticeable that all three strikers were clearly trying to score uh, uh, a goal to catch the yeah, eye. Yeah. Uh, uh, and why not? You know, because you've got oh, a limited a, period of time. It's a wretched time. time for these guys. It's as so well, difficult because they're you know they're, they're going on trials for more than one club. Absolutely, they? and trying they're to trying to sell themselves to, to, to the manager. Uh, they all want to see them bring it down on their chest, have a touch and volley in yeah. from 25 yards. Um, and it looked like one or two were trying that on Tuesday night, um, when in fact, you know, probably what the manager's looking for is the guy that's getting it, getting it down, good layoff, going to get the next one, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, so it is very, very difficult, um, uh, particularly, and you you have to say right, you have to gauge the opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, Vinnie McKendy goes up and wins a load of balls, uh, aerial balls, uh, against the Newton Abbott Spurs defence. Will he be able to do that quite as easily, um, you know, against National League yeah. centre halves? All that kind of stuff is have to be factored in. Um, uh, uh, there's another game at Stoke Gabriel as we were talking about this Saturday. I think that's one or a two, two o'clock. <coughs> two o'clock. Way, if anybody, forward if to you're two going o'clock. there, it's two o'clock down yeah. Stoke. Um, one or two, I think, will be asked back for another look. Yeah. 
and one or two not, um, which of course is the whole. Point and there'll of be others to come because I, I mean, look, looking again, everybody looks at these guys and thinks, "Fancy getting paid to play football!" But this yeah. time of the season, if you're oh, James Gray, squeaky bum time. Yeah, and you've got, I don't know if these guys got have got families and that sort of thing, but they're they're desperately playing trial matches here, there, to and try and get a contract somewhere. Yeah, so, um, and, um, fair play to know. them. No, absolutely, and and clearly, you know, several of those lads on Tuesday night were prepared to up sticks and come down. Yeah. And play. Uh, <coughs> Vinny McKendy definitely has been with United for, since the first day of pre-season, yeah. so he was clearly up for it. <coughs> I beg your pardon. So, yeah. Um, yeah, good luck to them, and and I'm sure Saturday at Stoke will be uh, a, a, a last chance, maybe yeah. for one or two of them to show that they're that, that they're they're definitely worth persevering with. Because um, next next Wednesday, next Wednesday, at Bristol City, talking uh, home to Bristol City, which is a seven thirty start. Yeah, and and I think everybody's really looking forward to seeing these players that Nicholson has signed. Yeah, you know, let's face it, there've been some quite interesting ones, uh, a little bit different in style and background to the players that have been mm-hmm. signed over the last couple of years. Some seriously experienced, yeah, um, you know, grizzled players. Know what's demanded at this level. That's Josh Gowling. Have, won, <laughs> have won promotion at this level before. You know, here we go yeah. back to what we were talking yeah. about before, possibly with Paul Buckle. The one thing we haven't got yet is a centre forward, mm. uh, and um, would that Tim Sills could have some magic spray <laughs> whisked over him and had him coming back at 28 years old again or whatever it was but um, everybody's looking for those let's face it indeed and there'll be a lot of new things to see in the Bristol City game we'll see the new kit we'll see the new new signings and the pitch is going to be Ah, pretty yeah good point well worth seeing isn't it yeah um, uh, Chris Ralph the United groundsman undertook when you think about it I think everybody was pretty pleased with the pitch last year weren't they and and, um, thought it was one of the best in the league which it definitely was Um, and he he took the bull by the horns metaphorically speaking and and ripped the whole thing up at the end of the season Uh, and has laid a new pitch down or reseeded the thing and and, um, it looks good it looks fine he could do with one of these thunderstorms we're planning tonight it couldn't be Uh, I mean you know there's been an awful lot of watering going on up there um, uh, during the summer but uh, I've been up, was up there this week, and it looks okay. Uh, he, as Chris said, he said I could have done with another week, really. But um, hopefully, yeah. they won't be kicking too many lumps out of it. If uh, anybody can build us a uh, decent new pitch for the season, Chris can. Though, yeah, I think he's, so. Um, he, he's he's yeah. he's and he's very calm and cool about these things. He doesn't throw his toys out of the no. pram, and and uh, uh, it's it's. The pitch is taken, there's no doubt about that. It's now in this thickening up process, which turns a good pitch yeah. into a really good one. Um, and, uh, and you know, let's face it, we'll only really find out whether it's all worked and it's been the right thing to do when January or February comes yeah. around. And yeah. um, uh, we, we've had a horrible wet Indeed. winter, which has made all those demands on it. You going to the Bristol City game, Lewis? Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Pop, pop side? Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Are you? Is that your usual chosen spot? Um, or it depends. Usually, family stand, pop side. You know, depends on the game, really. Right. Yeah. yeah. Are you? Are you a, the feel of the game sometimes. Yeah. Are you a singing side. section man, or are you, uh, <laughs> or do you oh, like to, to stand say, and really? watch? We're not going to ask you to sing. No. Now. Don't worry. <laughs> no, 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 no. This no. is not that kind of podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile. Yeah, a couple of well, a couple of new signings since we last podcasted. Neil Osborne, we've mentioned. Yeah, and Jamie Reed is back with Jamie us. Jamie Reed is back um, uh, for on a six month deal from from Exeter City. Um, uh, I think you know he's uh, 
Kevin Nicholson's very keen on Jamie Reed. He yeah. likes his work rate. He likes his attitude, uh, and I can understand all of that. Uh, uh, the big question mark with Jamie Reed is: is where is his best position? Yeah. Uh, 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 now, you know, I think we all think right-sided striker come right winger. Yeah. Uh, he operated down the left-hand side uh, for a fair bit of games, especially towards the end of last mm -hmm. season. And did a sort of manful job there, although it was very obvious that he hasn't got a left foot and uh, he's, he's coming back on his right all the time. Um, but I think you also have to factor into these things. When you're building a squad and you've got a budget, uh, Jamie Reid, obviously not one of the top earners at the club, mm -hmm. lives locally. Yeah. Uh, a, a talky lad through and through in many ways, although he plays for Exeter City, talky is his club. Yeah. Um, and uh, so from Nicholson's point of view, you haven't got removal expenses. You haven't got all of those accommodation issues. Um, uh, if Jamie had come down from, say, Rotherham, he'd almost certainly be taking up a room in the Girls' Lodge at yeah. the moment. All of those things. We know that there's still some potential there and there's still some improvement. He, um, he was working well with Rory Keating. Yes. Mm. Particularly, yeah. in fact, my daughter will take the mickey at me for saying this because I keep mentioning it, but at Aldershot... I thought Reed and Absolutely. Keating played particularly well yeah. together, yeah. and there's kind of a bit of an understanding there. Well, and also, of course, you do get this energy from both of them, don't yeah. you? And 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 uh, uh, you know, we, we, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Energy, effort, work rate, yeah. covering the pitch is is hugely important. Um, and I think you know, Jamie Jamie Reed has has been kind of a lad who willy won't he be a. Uh, um, you know, one of the Exeter City starlets who's going on to big things. It hasn't quite happened for him yet. Uh, and this next season, probably a bit of last season as well, if he can just add those those little bit percentages to his game, touch, awareness, little things like that mm -hmm. to make him a better all-round player, he's... You know, he can run with the ball. He, he he's got a trick. He's got a goal in him. And as he's got a goal in yeah. him. You know, yeah. uh, and it's just these fine margins between turning you know good into possibly very good. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so he he, I'm, he will. Uh, the great thing you get with him, you know exactly what you're going to get from him, all through the week and on a Saturday. He, he will yeah. always be up for it and always you yeah. know trying his heart out. Good. Well, thank you very much for listening. This has been another Herald Express Devon Live Yellow Army podcast. The season approaches rapidly. We'll have another couple of games to talk about by the we time will. we um, we get back together again. And uh, we'll see you at Plain. Well, we might see you at Stoke Gabriel on Saturday afternoon. We'll certainly see you at Plainmore next Wednesday evening. And as ever, we finish with Come On You Yellows. <laughs>